GameZillaMedia.com. It's time for the last action podcast. Pop quiz, hot shot. Hey, motherfucker. I feel the need. The need for speed. Kill it. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Come with me if you want to live. Welcome to this week's episode of the Last Action Podcast. I am LPJ. And joining me, seemingly as always lately, is Joe. Hovercraft Joe, if you if you'd prefer. <laughs> Uh, what's up, LBJ? Thank you for such an amazing intro this week. Thank you for not sounding like a robot. <laughs> well, that's only when I introduce oh, the show, when I'm trying to start it from the top. I I, I become a robot because I don't know how to speak for that moment. So, All right, fair enough. Uh, but you and I are not here by ourselves. There's someone uh, behind we... me? <laughs> well, yeah. That was terrible. Uh, that was a stupid joke. I'm sorry. <laughs> We have a, a guest, a returning guest, hasn't been out in a while, but one of our, uh, our one of our favorites, I would say, uh, Jody. Welcome back to the Last Action Podcast. Hey guys, how you doing? Good, good. Uh, your first time in our new remote setting. How do you like recording uh, through the comfort of sitting in your own basement? I mean, it's been about a minute. I don't like it as much. <laughs> All right. Okay. Now, do you not like it as much because it's your basement? Or because you're not here with us? I'm not with you guys. Oh, that's well, why. that's sweet of you. Thank you. There's, there's not a chance. I mean, I saw you both last weekend, but. Yeah, you did. Not, there's not a chance that in between episodes, we might go to Burger King and LBJ is going to be like, mm, maybe just like 40 nuggets. <laughs> not anymore. Can't do that anymore. <laughs> I that guess is, that is, is Donuts with us this week. <laughs> you be my brother. <laughs> Donats. Who says Donats? What an idiot. Uh, stupid people. Um, well, we are here this week to talk about The Mummy, which, you know, could get a little confused, but just to specify, we are talking about the, the 1932 I- Mummy. <laughs> that's what I watch, right? Yeah, that, that's the joke, is we all watch different versions of The uh-huh. Mummy, and now we're going to try to do an episode. No, we are talking about the 1999 Brendan Fraser led The Mummy. Um, release date on The Mummy of May 4th, 1999. Um, this is an interesting one because Jody did bring it to us, but like, it, it's funny because this is a movie like when I originally was do, like coming on to do hosting for the podcast and I sent you a list of movies that I was interested in doing, th- this was on there. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. So it was just kind of funny that when Jody was kind of like, hey, here's some movies I'm interested in doing, and The Mummy was one. I was like, yeah, we'll just do The Mummy. Well, I think it's kind of, you not to say it's an obvious movie to pick, but, you know, it's kind of an obvious movie to pick. Like, it's it's yeah. it really hits all of the buttons for us as far as, like, the kinds of movies we like talking about on this show. Um, yeah, for, for because, sure. Because, you yeah. know, it's an action movie, but it's also pretty dumb. <laughs> it came out at a good time for us. Oh, totally. Oh, oh, yeah. And it, it's like that's kind of what kind of segues into like our first, you know, whatever we memories of this. And I know we saw this in the theater. I don't remember the specific time of us going to see it. But like looking at like a, the movies that came out in that year, and we'll get to that in a little bit. It's like, well, this is a big, big year and like a big summer of like I remember seeing a lot of movies. 
Oh yeah, I, I would. Year, so. We probably the three of us probably went with a couple other people. Saw this opening night, I would imagine. I was I, like, we I, just got home from college after our yeah. first year of college. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised at all. But but as far as just in general, I mean, this is a movie. Like, I own this movie. I've seen it a lot. I, I and I seen her a couple times. It's still on TV a lot, but I seem to remember a time when it was on TV constantly like yep. all the time it was on but i still think it's they show it quite a bit to be honest with you on different channels and stuff but um like i said i own a copy of it on dvd and yeah so i mean that's kind of and i i i mean we'll get into it more but i mean i i like it <laughs> i actually i have not seen this movie very much i've only seen oh. like we saw it the first time in the theater and then i think i rented it at one point and watched it again, and then um, caught it on TV maybe once. But other than that, I would say I've watched it less than five times, including the time I watched it for this time. Wow. Yeah. Jody? I feel, I've seen it a few times. I was convinced I owned it. I was like, oh yeah. I was like, let's do the mummy. I definitely own it. So yesterday I went down and I went to look through my DVDs collection. I was like, uh... I only own The Mummy Returns. Wow. <laughs> yeah, he texted me. He's like, yeah, it turns out I just own The Mummy Returns. And I'm like, uh-oh. But got without knowing, I was just going to say, LBJ, can you guess where he got it from? Oh, the library, the library. 100%. Yeah. Jody's it's a little to. hard at the library right now during a quarantine lockdown. Yeah. So, <laughs> But I was able to get it the same day. I bet you can't guess how I watched it. I I am guessing that you got it on uh, Voodoo. Yes, for two dollars. <laughs> We're still gonna have to talk about that because I never can get it to work for me. Every time I try, it's you like, know, what I figured nah. it out. It doesn't work on iPhones. It only works on Android-based phones. The well, yeah, you can't you can't do it on the app from from uh, on the iPhone that will you like scan stuff from the app. So you have to try and do it through the website, and it always crashes. But anyways, so, that's a conversation for on. a different time. So. Uh, budget on the mummy is eighty million dollars. Decent budget. Uh, domestic gross one hundred and fifty-five million dollars. Worldwide, four hundred and fifteen million dollars. So, gigantic success. It is, but you know what? For as big as this movie was, I kind of thought it did better than it than it was reported. Like the one hundred fifty-five seems low to me. Um. Yeah, I was a little surprised that that was the domestic gross. Um, but still, I mean, that's still a decent return oh, yeah. on investment. Oh, it's pretty good. Yeah. And I mean, it launched a franchise, obviously multiple. I think, franchises. I, I think they're still making Scorpion King movies. I could be wrong. Oh, you're probably not wrong. And Couture's <laughs> got to do something. Yeah. <laughs> which, which by the way, uh, Jody, we already talked to Frasky, but he's out. We're definitely going to do a Scorpion King episode. <laughs> so if you want to be on that one, just state your claim right now. It's gonna I do own Mummy Return, so. <laughs> well, the um, kind of the lore behind this is that while the move, like before the 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 wrapping, before the last day of the opening, before the, the end of the opening day, before the end of May fourth, Universal called up Stephen Summers and said, "Make another one." Yeah, I saw that. It was like, yep, we want another one. So, and I, I mean, I've been seeing, I've seen The Mummy Returns a lot less than this one, but I, I think I kind of remember liking The Mummy Returns too. So, um, I've seen it once. Okay. And I don't I, remember it. I don't remember it very at well. all. But what I've about, never seen the third one. 
Oh, you never seen Curse of the Dragon Emperor? I've not. <laughs> it's not great. Uh, Rachel Weisz didn't want to do it, so they're like, well, we'll recast her as uh, Maria Bello, who they're not similar looking no. at well, all. No, I found out she did want to be in it, but couldn't because she had just had her son. Oh, and they wouldn't okay. hold up. They wouldn't hold up production for. Her. Oh, all right. Well, Mummy style for no one. That's right. All right. Let's let's save some of this juicy stuff for our Mummy Curse of the Dragon Emperor episode. Yeah. Uh, it's gonna uh, be a while. <laughs> uh, Rotten Tomatoes on the Mummy sixty one percent, pretty good. Um, an audience score of seventy five percent, which is yeah, that seems right. Pretty much that seems right to me. Um, so top grossing movies of nineteen ninety nine. Uh, number one, no surprise, Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace, uh, which would have had to uh, come out roughly around the same time that this movie did. I don't, I don't remember the release date, but it probably if, was in May. I wouldn't be surprised if it released on the same day. I, I mean, that might have had something to do with the box office. He, oh. you know, not being as high as you think. Let me do because... some digging. <laughs> and by by that, you mean you're going to Google Episode One release date? Uh, correct. <laughs> uh, it came out on May nineteenth. Okay, so this had a this had a few weeks at the box office before, but that yep. definitely could have affected its. I mean, episode one was a juggernaut, so it definitely How could have affected its not on that opening day. Episode one, yeah. Well, I saw it once on opening day, but I saw it a lot when it was in the theaters. Um, okay, so episode one was number one for nineteen ninety nine. Then you have. The Sixth Sense, another huge movie yep. that I remember seeing in the theaters. Uh, Toy Story 2, another huge movie. Um, this movie, The Mummy, came in eighth for the year. Pretty good. Uh, and the only other movie it, that we have done in 1999 was number five, which is The Matrix. Yep. Um, so let us transition into the cast for this film. Um, so we got uh, Brendan Fraser. Uh, playing Rick O'Connell, which is interesting because I saw a thing where it was like, oh, he was cast based on the success of George of the Jungle, and I'm like, George of the Jungle was successful? Yeah, that movie was ridiculous. And what in George of the Jungle led them to believe that he would be good in this movie? Um, <laughs> you know what? You're probably right. I think it was also like a thing where it was like, um, they wanted someone who could maybe not take themselves so seriously, you know, for the role. Like that was, you know, what, or, or maybe wasn't yeah. going to take, cause the movie kind of strikes that balance of being like, it's kind of serious, but it's also not serious at all, you know? Right. And that so makes sense. I, I, yeah. And I, I mean, I think he does a good job in it, but, um, mm -hmm. so then, uh, Rachel Weiss as Evelyn Carnahan, which I had no idea that that was her last name in the movie. Uh, I didn't John realize her first name was Evelyn. I just always thought of her as Evie. Evie. Yeah. Uh, John Hannah, playing uh, Jonathan Carnahan. Uh, I'm probably going to butcher this, but you'll help me out. Arnold Voslo. Voslu. Voslu. Yeah, playing sure. Emo Emotep. Voslu. Uh, <laughs> uh, Kevin J. O'Connor playing Benny, uh, who is, uh, Jody told me off camera, it's his favorite character in the movie. Uh, of course it is. A thin mustache <laughs> and a fez. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, I, I don't, I mean, oh, uh, Odette Fair. Sure. Who I uh, from uh, Deuce Bigelow, uh, male gigolo. <laughs> I guess. I guess apparently his name is Ardeth Bay, but they they even say in the movie that they're like they never say his name. So 
Um, and the only other person that I really pointed out that I was, I, I recognize at least from stuff was uh, Eric Avari uh, as Dr. Terrence Bay. He's like the librarian guy in it. Yep. Um, I, I recognize him. I don't know specifically from what, but he kind of stood out to me. So those, the, the three Americans in it, like the cowboy guys, they yeah. all looked vaguely familiar, <laughs> but I could not place them. I didn't bother to look it up either, but they all looked like, they all looked like people who tried out for the role of uh, Rick O'Connor or Connell and didn't get it. I, um, when I was doing my research, I never write it down, but I, I kind of buzzed through some of the, uh, like potential casting on that. So I'm kind of excited for role reversal. Oh, I have so much, because this movie, I guess we'll, we'll talk about it now, but the mummy has been, the mummy was, had been in development for years and years and years, like different people trying to get a movie made. Like at one point, um, Joe Dante was tied to it and, uh, and, um, uh, was it Wes Craven was going to be in it. It was going to direct it. Uh, there's a, a bunch of Clive it, Barker, like George Romero, George Romero. Yeah. yeah he was going to make like a Night of the living dead all version. Very different versions. They were going to make super different. Yeah. Ver- and they were all really low budget. Uh, at one point, Daniel day Lewis was going to be in it playing like a modern, modern mummy. There's was that so, the one where it was going to be like he had to try to figure out how to live in the world de- in the current world? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's weird. Oh, it's it's been, real weird. Like I don't I wonder I wonder how he would have got method for that movie. He would have just he just would have said wrapped in bandages all day. <laughs> I don't know. Um Okay, so let's let's do some net worth real quick. I didn't do too many. Um, but let's start with uh, John Hanna, who played uh, Jonathan in the movie. What do you think for him, Jody? Uh, two million. All right, LPJ. Um, he does a lot of TV, so I'm gonna say <laughs> you, you always say that. I'm gonna say seven million. Uh, four million. Okay. Uh, what do you think about Arnold Vosloo? Vosloo. Hey, Jody. Um, I'll he's, go with nine million. Okay, he's got that sweet GI Joe retaliation money. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna say three million. Uh, four million. Uh, <laughs> you sound sad about that. Oh, what do you guys think about uh, Rachel Vice? Vice, four million. Well, are we counting her money, or are we counting Daniel Craig's money in there? Uh, I. I, I just, I don't know. Again, as I always say, it's just the website that I go to for all these. So, um, Jody, do you, do you want to take another guess? Because four million is going to low. I'm just going to let you know. I'll go with 23 million. Okay. <laughs> 22 million. Uh, 36 million for... Uh, Price is right, winner. <laughs> and then finally, uh, Brendan Fraser. What do you think for Brendan Fraser, uh, Jody? 65 million. Okay. 40. Uh, 20, <laughs> which is still like, seems like a lot to me. So, yeah, because um, he was, you know, he was a big deal at this, at this point, like after this movie came <laughs> out, he was a big deal. Yeah. I and, mean, uh, and then he kind of fell off the planet, but you know. Yeah. Um, so what's DC show now? Yeah, he is a Doom oh, Patrol. Yeah. Max. Doom Patrol is pretty good. Um, all right, let's, uh, before we get into the director and stuff, let's do the taglines. Cause there was quite a few that I found for this one. And, oh, I'm excited. You know, I didn't look up any of these, but I know they were good. As far as like taglines go, I, I don't think well, you'll see. Okay. First one, the sands will rise. The heavens will part. 
the power will be unleashed. Okay. I don't mind it. Excellent. The legend you know, the adventure you have yet to imagine. Kind of like that one, too. This one, a little weak. Adventure is reborn. Yeah, that's okay. that's that's short. That's it. <clears throat> uh, next one. Prepare, beware, behold. What? Um, next one. Uncover the secret. Uncover the legend. Unleash the power. Okay. And then the last one. Death is only the beginning. There you go. That's it. Yep. So, you know, I, I, as far as the taglines go, I, didn't, I, I thought some of those were okay. Yeah. Not bad. There were none that were super long, like sometimes. We just read like the plot synopsis. Yeah, oh, I yeah. do like the really, I really I do like the really long ones. They, they, they crack me up. Um, so we kind of talked about it a little bit, but uh, director on this is Stephen Sommers. 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 Um, which, yeah, the only thing, other thing that I can think of that he directed was the uh, first GI Joe movie. Yeah, he's directed quite I a few things. The Jungle Book. Okay, they did the Jungle Book, Adventures of Huck Finn. He did uh, Van Helsing. Oh, that's right. I did see he did uh-huh. Van Helsing, which is, yeah. We, he was really riding that, like, uh, <laughs> monster movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, he was he was Universal's go-to for uh, reviving their monster universe. I'm surprised that Van Helsing and The Mummy don't take place in the same universe. Maybe they do. They probably do. Yeah. Well, we'll find out when they do Van Helsing. Yep. Uh, Stay tuned next week. Van Helsing <laughs> on our, Steven, on our new Stephen Summers podcast. <laughs> yeah. We're just going to have Stephen Summers month where we just do, or like year, we're just going to do all his movies. Even year? if they're not actually. movies do you think he directed? Shut up. I saw like nine. Yeah. At best. <laughs> okay. All right. Anyways, um, uh, writers on this, Stephen Summers. So he had a real vision. Uh, Lloyd Bonville? And Kevin Jari. Kevin Jari. Kevin Jari. Uh, we will. I don't know. Do we want to get to him now? <laughs> I don't know. No, don't we know will. We'll talk about Kevin Jari later when we do a different. <laughs> when we do a different movie. <laughs> you have a, oh, okay, okay. It's not a story. story. It's kind of a story, but okay. it does All not right. involve this movie. It involves a movie we were thinking about doing and then didn't do, but I was curious about it, so I did some research on the movie anyway. But we'll get to it at some point. Okay. Teaser we'll for an unknown movie that you'll never guess. So just keep listening to every subsequent episode after this one to see when we solve the Kevin Jari mystery. Yep. I'll give or you an update every week. I'll be like, is this week going to be the – welcome to the Last Action Podcast. Is this going to be the Kevin Jari episode? Stay tuned. For, for a movie that's not on the schedule and not recorded, but it might come up again. Maybe. Um, and then uh, composer uh, Jerry Goldsmith. Uh, we were talking before we started the uh, the old record on this, and that the music isn't really anything special in this. Like no, he's known for doing all the Star Trek movie uh, music. Okay, so that's yeah, where I, I know him from. But uh, other than that, yeah, this is uh, this soundtrack's not great. Yeah, I saw he had two hundred and fifty five credits listed as composer. So obviously he obviously he works. But I and I scrolled through a little bit, but I was like, ah, okay. You know, yeah, mostly I, I, I for Star Trek. But it, this seemed like kind of like a like when he kind of just like, hey, we need someone. He was like, it's done. When when you say Jerry Goldsmith runs Sphinx, he gets a huge boner. It's real weird. I want to never do that. Have we done besides Star Trek anything that he's 
Nah, never mind. You know what? You 255 know what? things. Too, too much. Too much. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just See, like, you know The what? answer is probably yes. He probably. did the mummy. <laughs> oh, maybe he probably did the mummy returns. Damn too, it. No, but... I'm looking it up. Keep talking. I'll find um, it. Well, it's hard to keep talking because our next thing is that we're going to get in, start getting into the plot of the movie. Oh, all right. Never mind. One thing I read um, while they were filming. The conditions were so bad, a lot of cast members and, like, crew had to get airlifted out because of bites from spiders, scorpions, and snakes. Yeah. <laughs> That's wild. So I read it sounds that. like it was awesome. So uh, they filmed most of it in, like, Morocco or, like, uh, Marrakesh or whatever. I read that they had to get, like, kidnapping insurance out on all the main actors in the movie. <laughs> yep. Like, but they, but they didn't, didn't tell them. <laughs> they didn't tell them until after the movie. They're like, oh, yeah, by the way, we had kidnap insurance on all of you. That's wild. Yeah, it's it's a good thing it didn't come into play. But yeah. come on, who would want to kidnap Brendan Fraser? I mean, at the time. Eh, maybe. <laughs> Pauly Shore? Pauly Shore would, yeah. <laughs> you would, so you could watch um, Blast from the Past with them. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to repeat the <laughs> No, you definitely shouldn't. Nope. Um, okay. Let's let's go let's go through the plot on this. Um, okay, we start off lengthy voiceover. Uh, we're in Thebes, Thebes, the city of the living. Uh, Emotep, he is the pharaoh's high priest, uh, but he's also involved with the pharaoh's mistress. He's uh, stooping the wife. Yeah, I, I'm gonna like Anaxuna Moon. Okay, can you say it, Jenny? Anak Sunamun. Okay, I'm going to mess it up the whole time. Uh, just so just anyways, call her Anak. Anak. All right, she doesn't come up that or, much. Or Sunamun. Um, um, or okay. Anak Sunamun. So, okay. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for all the uh, other options. I will take them all into consideration. Um, so they're sneaking around behind the pharaoh's back. Uh, she's, like, painted, so I guess you can tell if anyone touches her, and, like, Ebotep smears the paint on his... Uh, her shoulder, so the pharaoh knows. But then they they kill the pharaoh, uh, and then she kills herself, stabs herself, um, and then like okay, so he takes her body, I guess. Wait, no, to- she doesn't stab her. She stabs herself eventually, but not until the guards come in to try and kill Imhotep. Well, okay, yes, because the, the plan like- is Imhotep is like the god of death, essentially, and has control over the living and the dead. And so her plan is okay. I'll let them kill me. They'll think I'm dead, and then you'll bring me back to life. Okay, fair enough. Because then they go to Hamanatra uh, in 1290 BC with the Book of the Dead, and he's basically about to perform this ritual to bring her back to life. Uh, but then the like Pharaoh's guards show up and catch him and stop him from performing the ritual, so she doesn't come back to life. Uh, and then that's when they okay, so they mummify all his priests and they they give him this curse. Alive, yes. They mummify all of them alive, but they don't, which is kind of funny because this is one of the things I read. It's like, he's the mummy, but he doesn't technically get mummified in uh-huh. this movie, <laughs> which, which I thought is kind of funny. I never thought about it before. They give him this curse. It's called a home die. Uh, and, and like, I don't, this is where like the movie to me upon like more rewatches, I don't really understand what the curse is. I don't understand why you would do something to a guy where it's like, yeah, well, if he comes back, now he's going to be like a super villain. Like, yeah. they should just kill him. Like, I didn't... He didn't I, I, the afterlife. That was the whole thing. Well, That's yeah. The I, belief was. 
Yeah, and I guess that's the thing is like he didn't he never was like dead, so he didn't get to go to the afterlife. But like it just seemed like it was a high risk, low reward. Like because he came back, and we'll discuss it a little bit later. But I feel like the mummy's powers are not very clearly defined. Oh no, no, and they're weird too. Yeah, so essentially, like the curse is you can't go to the afterlife, but. If you get revived by some dummies, you're going to be all powerful and a plague on humanity and essentially kill everybody. Right. And it's like, at first you have the power to unleash the plagues, but then you can just kind of do anything you want. Like, then you can control s- sand control. <laughs> I, I, you know what? This, I, this reference, uh, you'll appreciate LBJ. I felt like him and Apocalypse from X-Men Apocalypse had the same power set. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> not, totally. Not I thought they were the design. same movie. <laughs> pretty close pretty close um okay so uh we skip ahead to uh 1923 uh where we're back in Hamanantra and it's the french foreign legion right brendan brendan fraser rick o'connell serving in the french foreign legion uh they're uh battling um are they fighting the magi no they're not fighting the magi at this point they're no, fighting they're just f- some other guys they're fighting, fighting for control of Hamanantra. yeah well, no, the, the they were <clears throat> so later in the movie it was revealed that um, their commanding officer led them, kind of like not mutinied, but sort of made his own mission and like took his battalion to find the gold at Hamanoptera um, without telling his superiors, and okay. that's kind of why they're there. Um, but then he gets freaked out by you know, whoever's there trying to stop him and they, and he runs away. Okay. Yeah. Because like there, there's a big battle that's going on. Uh, we're introduced to Benny who I kind of love in this movie. <laughs> He's always doing funny stuff. Um, and like, yeah, they, 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 they get scared of the statue statue. The guys are going to kill Brendan Frazier. The sand starts doing all this weird stuff. They run off and then he kind of takes off and the Magi is like, Hey, should we kill him? And they're like, nah, the desert will kill him, but it doesn't, uh, we skip ahead. We're, Oh, go ahead. Oh, back in that part when Brendan Fraser's fighting all the people coming at him, he's basically a pirate. He has more <laughs> guns on him. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah, he he's, he's pulling out guns. I mean, we know pirates have six to eight guns on them minimum. Yeah, minimum. So yeah, I kind of thought the same thing when I was watching him like pull out all the different pistols and stuff he had. Um, okay. So we skip ahead three years. We're in uh, Cairo, Egypt. We're introduced to Rachel Vice's character. She works at a library. There's that hilarious ladder gag where she knocked over like all those bookshelves and they all fall over, which I read that they had to do in one take. And if they hadn't gotten it, it would have taken them like a whole day to reset the, the whole thing. So uh, it's good that they got it in the one take. Um, so her brother, uh, her brother scares her, Jonathan. He's hanging out like really close to like this dead body skeleton in the, it's a library, but it also seems like a museum. Am I wrong? What is it? I think that's what it is. I think it's a museum and she was in like the research library portion of the museum. Okay. Got it. So he's, he's, uh, got this artifact. He's not sure what it is. Uh, they open it up and there's a map in it. It's apparently the map to Hamanatra. They show it to the Head librarian, head museum guy. I don't know what we're going to call him. Uh, and he accidentally burns the map. Uh, and I just did air quotes because he does it on purpose, but we'll find out why later. Um, <laughs> so then she's like, well, where did you get this from? And he's like, oh, yeah, I got it. So they go to where Brendan Fraser is. He's in jail uh, because Jonathan stole it from Brendan Fraser. 
Uh, he's about to get hung, which, did you guys see that they said that he, had, like, actually almost died when they were filming that scene? They said he yeah. stopped breathing. Like, yeah. wouldn't you not tighten the rope around his neck and, like, well, maybe why? put him in a harness? Yeah, like, how did that happen? Or not started... use the actual actor to do it? Well, I feel Realism, like, yeah, that... LPJ. They wanted realism. <laughs> You're right, because that's what this movie's I... known for. Because there are some close-ups and stuff for him, but yeah, I thought it was a while. It was like, yeah, he, he died. They had to resuscitate him on set. And I'm like, whoa, what if he died? Brendan Fraser dies filming The Mummy. How do you pitch that to him? He's like, all right, Brendan, here's what we're going to do. We're going to actually suspend you by your neck from this platform. Can you do it? Um. So Rachel Rachel Weiss makes a deal with the uh, um, the warden, the prison warden, who becomes a character in the film for quite a while after this. Um, it's like, hey, if you let him go, we're going to go to Hamanatra. We'll give you, like, I think they agree on, like, 25% of the treasure or whatever. Yeah, 25%. Yep. Um, so they get on a boat. They're going to start going there. There's a group of Americans who are also looking for uh, Hamanatra. They're being led by Benny, our old friend Benny. Yeah, I do like that. Just oh, coincidentally, three years <laughs> later... <laughs> Both Benny and Rick just happened to be on the same day launching an expedition to go to Hamanatra. That was Hamanatra Day. You didn't know? Obviously. You're right. It's on the calendar there. And I like how all the Americans in this film are just, although those are Americans, they're just like cowboys. They're like, yeah, they're just like, they're all like, like, late, a little bit coming up when they're having like the, the battle on the boat. And they just come to them and they're all just yeah. like, Shooting and having a good time. I was like, that's kind of funny. Oh, I thought you had more than that. No. I thought you were going to say something else. You were just like, yeah. Nope. Nope. Okay. I got off a tip. Cowboys shooting it up, acting all American. (laughs) Got it. Okay. So the Magi show up. They start attacking the boat. Um, And here's one thing I noticed watching it this time. The Magi, they're... Presumably the good guys, right? In yeah, this. essentially they're like the protect. They're the ones trying to keep people from from opening up the mummy sarcophagus and re- resurrecting him. They get slaughtered wholesale in this movie. So much so that I feel like by the end, the Deuce Bigelow guy is the only one of them left. You might be right. I mean, like I, I think more show up in the sequel, but I'm like. Holy cow! I'm like, like they're like killing so many of these. Yeah, and they're the good guys. Yeah, they're the good guys. I mean, essentially, we're watching a movie full of bad guys. That's what we're rooting for in this. We're rooting for grave robbers and 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 people who are going to start the apocalypse. I mean, you're not wrong. Also, I should mention before the Magi show up, uh, Brendan Fraser casually throws Betty off the boat, which is kind of funny. I do like that part when they have a conversation. And Brendan Fraser's like, I'm going to kill you. And Benny's like, think about my children. He's like, you don't have any children. <laughs> One day I might. <laughs> I also like when he was like, oh, when he when he's like, the Americans were like, yeah, they only paid me half the fee now and they'll, they'll pay me the rest of it when we get back so he can't just take them out there and leave them. Um, here's another thing I noticed for the first time upon viewing like 20 of this movie is that the guy, the Magi that attacks Rachel Vice. He has, like, a knife for a hand. Is that what it was? Yes. I thought he was carrying a knife. No, I'm pretty sure that he has, like, it's like a knife for a hand. I am, listen. What's that guy? Why are we watching that movie? I don't know. But, like, because I was like, 
Because if you look, I was like, oh, I thought maybe his hand was just in the sleeve. But I think there's some shots clearly where if you look, where it's like an artificial, like, stabby hand. Huh. Yeah. So next time you watch it, which I don't know when that will be. Never. Uh, but pay attention. <laughs> Never. Uh, no, I'm good. I, I'm good with this movie now. Okay. It's, so the boat. It's my, it, my mummy itch has been scratched. Um, so the boat's on fire. The Americans love shooting. Uh, they all get off the boat. There's that funny part where like Benny yells him about how he's got all the horses, but he's like, Oh, you're on the wrong side of the river, which I kind of like, I wish I could do a good, um, Benny imitation. I can't. I do can't you? Do no, uh, former, uh, former guest of the podcast and a friend of mine who I work with, Jeff, he does a great Benny. Uh, I wish there would have been a way for me to record him doing some Benny lines for this podcast, but um, so they, uh, <laughs> so then there's kind of the whole scene of them. They get some camels, they head off to uh, Hamanatra, and then conveniently they arrive right at the path to Hamanatra the same time as the other group because they're like they race there, and like camels are a lot faster than I, I guess I thought because um, I figured horses were faster. Uh, I think Did horses guys, are faster. I don't know why. I think, I think the camels, camels are just, more badass. Yeah. <laughs> Did There's either also, of you watch with captions on? No. Are you talking about teak, 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 teak? That and the sound that camels make, because camels apparently low. <laughs> what? L-O-W, I kept saying. Camels lowing. Camels lowing. <laughs> lowing? Camel, they yeah. low? Yeah. <laughs> apparently that's the sound a camel makes. Okay. I was also confused because after all that stuff about like them having horses and Benny was like making fun of them for having camels, then Benny's riding a camel. And I'm like, wait, he was making fun of his camel and then he's riding one. Which, I want to say this now because I don't know when it'll come up again. So let me find, let me find the note. Okay, you know how I do like to pull out sometimes the weirdest thing I can find when I'm doing my IMD uh, B internet movie database research yes uh the camel that brendan fraser had during filming was named barney so there you go there's your weird fact uh of the movie okay my weird camel fact is all the camels hated benny in real life i read they just they wouldn't do anything for him like oh, yeah, because I did think that, like, that scene when he's trying to get the one to move, that that's like the camel really just like wouldn't move for him. So, um, okay, so they get to Harmanatra. They both set up in different spots. Um, they're, they're looking for, they're trying to find the Book of Amun-Ra, which is like this golden book. Um, <laughs> they, they set up in different spots, but then they kind of end up in the same spot, which I always thought was weird. Um, I, I do like when the, when they have the diggers and they're trying to open the, the, the yeah. thing and it's like the pressurized like sand or whatever shoots out and like burns off all their skin and stuff. Yeah. It was it's like pressurized, like salt, salt acid or something. Yes. I, I you should work on that now, sir. I, I should, yeah. you know, that's my home defense is yes, pressurized because, salt acid. Yeah. Because I have a note that says sand burns the skin off diggers, question mark. And then I have a note later, a little further down that says, oh, apparently pressurized salt acid got the workers. Um, also, there's a great scene where the um, the prison guard, the prison warden is trying to take all those like scarabs, like the beetles. Uh, and like the one gets into them and it's like crawling up. I, it's not like the best looking special effect. No, but, but it was pretty it. good. 
I love it when you can see it like crawling up his arm and like all that stuff. It's it's really cool. You know, the, My, the effects in this hold up pretty well. Uh, I would say. ILM. ILM does yeah. special effects. And they said that uh, of the $80 million, 15 went to special effects. What, what was the movie we just did from 99 that was – it wasn't 99, but it was in that era that it didn't you, hold up well. What did we just do? Uh, Escape from L.A.? Oh, yeah. Escape from L.A. <laughs> <laughs> Those didn't hold up on day one, no. and they still haven't held up. Are these um, good CGI in your guys' opinion? Yeah, this isn't bad. I think I think it's not bad. I mean, I think it it is slightly dated now, sure. But I I I don't think that the, any of it looks really bad. I think some of the effects still look pretty good. Like I think this like the sand stuff still looks pretty good. And well, there's a lot of stuff that was touched up that you don't even notice. For example. When uh, Rachel Wise gets uh, thrown off, they she ends up in the water in her nightgown. Yeah. Like they had to digitally paint that opaque, otherwise they would have lost their PG thirteen rating because <laughs> it was see through. Um, I also saw an interesting thing is that because of all the sand and everything in the desert, that all the guns would just get jammed. So all the like gunshots and everything that like ILM had to go and put that in like after the fact. There's a lot of gunshots. Yeah, which is crazy because, like, they said it was just too much of a hassle because they would constantly get clogged with sand and stuff like that. So, um, okay. So, uh, the Magi show up. Uh, they attack the camp. This is where I have that Rachel Weiss and her brother just casually murders a bunch of these Magi. You know? <laughs> oh, like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, you guys are kind of the bad guys, I guess. Um, but they attack a bunch of them killed. Then they're like, just okay, but seriously, you guys should leave, though. Yeah, <laughs> one day. Yeah, we're going to take off, but you guys should seriously leave, which, of course, they don't. Um, the Americans find the box, and on the lid, they're like, oh, yeah, if you open this, you're going to get cursed. But they're like, whatever, let's open it. Uh, it has the Book of the Dead and all these jars, which the jars were Emotep's organs. Were they, no, they weren't Emotep's. They were uh, Anaxunama. Okay. His wife, his lady friend's organs. And was. how could... Then how come he had to go after all of them, and every time he got one of them back, he became more whole? No, he didn't become more whole when he got them back. He he uh, got them back and then sucked the life out of whoever had them, and that's how he became Oh, whole. that's right. As that one American classy says classy, like, he'll suck you dry! <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, okay, so they, they were like, whatever, we don't care if we're going to be cursed. Then uh, Brendan Fraser and his crew, they open up Emotep's coffin. Um, uh, they talk about how, like, oh, if you're going to, you know, it might unleash the ten plagues of Egypt, blah, blah, blah. Rachel Rachel Weiss realized that the key that they used, the thing that Jonathan had that they used to open the mummy's coffin also opens the book. And she steals it from the guy and reads it. But then that guy wakes up. What, do you remember, LBJ, what he says when he wakes up and finds out that she read from the book? I don't. You must not read from the book! <laughs> how did he but, know? Like, well, how did I think that guy he know? Knew, he knew that it was the Book of the Dead, so I think he knew that it was bad news, but yeah, I don't I don't, I don't, don't know. But again, it's all like Rachel Weisz's fault. Like, they yeah. opened up the mummy's coffin, and then they read from the book that you're not supposed to read from, so... She said no harm can come from reading a book. Yeah, well... <laughs> but but anyway... Friend, so no one read books. <laughs> But it's too late because the mummy's back alive and I think a bunch of locusts show up. So, um, first plague. Uh, mummy gets one of the Americans. Uh, he takes his tongue and his eyes out. 
which is kind of the one that loses his glasses. Yeah, yeah. it's the one that loses his glasses. When I was watching yeah. that, I, and they kept showing from his perspective, I was like, he has worse eyesight than LPJ and Hovercraft Jack. <laughs> Maybe he doesn't, but I've seen I mean, your glasses. They're thick, but not that thick. I mean, I'll be honest with you. If I lost my glasses, I would be in deep trouble. Like, because I I can't see anything without them. So, like, if I was in these shapes, uh, all right, it'd be rough. (laughs) It'd be rough. Okay, so he he takes the the tongue in the eyes. Uh, He finds uh, he runs into Rachel Weiss, but he doesn't kill her. Uh, The Magi show up again. Um, I do like when the mummy finds. Benny, and he's trying to, like, he keeps pulling off. He has all the different, like, religious necklaces. He's got, like, a cross, and he's got, like, the like the Buddha thing. And then finally the mummy responds to uh, Hebrew. He recognizes Hebrew. So uh, Benny becomes his servant. Uh, they go back to Egypt. Um, Brendan Fraser wants to leave. He's like, we got to get out of here. I don't care. He's really got, um, he has an Indiana Jones vibe in this, but I, I also feel like he kind of has, like, a Han Solo vibe. Oh, absolutely. While. That's yeah. exactly who he is. He's yeah, he's one hundred percent Indiana Jones mixed with Han Solo. Yeah, because he's like, I don't care that we did this. We just got to get out of here. But like, um, the uh, the mummy shows up again. Uh, he takes the rest of the uh, glasses guy. He takes his organs, I guess. I don't know. Uh, he he takes, sucks him dry. He sucks him dry. <laughs> and then like another curse shows up where they're all drinking and all the all the alcohol turns into blood. Yeah, every, everything turns into blood. Like all yeah, liquid. I I don't know my curses very well because then the next one is apparently like fireballs raining from the sky. Yep, um, that's a big one. Yep, the fireballs are a big one. The uh, the you blood. Need to your plague better, Joe. Yep, yeah, locusts. That, locusts are a big plague. Flies. Frogs from the sky are a big one. I didn't one. see any frogs. Uh-huh. I didn't see. Then, oh so no! no we, oh, different movie. Sorry. Then we get my like possibly favorite part of the movie, and it comes up twice: is that the mummy is afraid of cats. <laughs> Oh. And they scare him. They scare him with a cat twice. Super afraid of cats. Like mouth stretches open comically, and like which spin, is, spins around and turns to sand. It's like ah. Which is funny because the reason they give is not true at all. Oh really? Cats they're not. They're not the guardians like of the underworld. No, not in okay. ancient mythology. No, isn't it like ibis birds? I think so. <laughs> Well, anyway, so they find out that the librarian, he's part of the Magi. That's why he wanted to burn the map, because he didn't want him going to Hamanatra. Um, there's an eclipse, because that's a plague, too, I think. Um, Jonathan and Brendan Fraser are like, hey, we got to go find that Egyptologist. Egyptologist. I got you. Egyptologist, because the guy that yelled, don't read from the book, because they figure out that the mummy's going after all the guys that opened up his box of organs. But they find Benji instead, and they're too late to save the Egyptologist because he's dead in the street. Um, the mummy gets the Book of the Dead back, kills one of the other American guys, the non-glasses, non-tie-wearing one. Yeah, the other one. The other one. Um, my note just says, see other American guy. Um, and this is where I do have a note that says the mummy's powers aren't well-defined. Uh, but he's still afraid of cats because this is where Brendan Fraser gets him again with a cat. It's like, hey, I got this for you. And he's just holding a cat. It's like, ah! after, after Emotep performed an ultimate creep move of turning into sand and sneaking oh. into Rachel Weisz's <laughs> room through the key lock. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot lock. about that. 
Because one of his undefined powers is that he can turn into sand. Yeah. <laughs> Why does he want ritual vice so bad? Um, because she, re- she reminded him of his girl. Yeah, but, Aksana Mayun. Yeah, her. Aksana, I keep wanting to say that. An Aksana Moon? Yeah. Um, so then the last plague shows up, which is apparently boars, boils, and sores. And I and I have like it just kind of makes people act like zombies. It seems like yeah. because he's he's got like a whole mob of people like doing work for him. Uh, they try and get away in a car, but it doesn't work out so well. The mummy gets the last American, the tie wearing guy, and it's really funny because I, he co- quarters him, and then like he like pulls out that jar to give to him. I'm like, wait, he had that? He was carrying that jar around the whole time, like through the whole action sequence and everything they were doing. He had the jar stowed away somewhere. When they were trying to get through the crowd of Emotet zombies, yeah, driving a convertible is not your best point. <laughs> I was like, just driving a convertible for. I did like when Jonathan was blending in with the Emotet zombies. It was a real yeah. Shaun of the Dead move right there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was, was good. good. Um, so after he gets the last American, he's, fine, he's fully regenerated. Um, he wants Rachel Vice, and he's like, hey, if, if you come with me, I'll spare the rest of your group. And he's like... So she goes with them, but Psych, he's like, kill them all. The librarian guy gets killed by the mob. Uh, they go find this old English pilot character who's like really sad because the rest of his World War One buddies died. Um, so he's going to fly him out there. Um, and that's also like the mummy shows up and he's like a sandstorm and like Rachel Weiss and Benny like spit out of him. And I'm like, wait, does he like travel people around in a giant Were they inside of him? Yes, yeah. he, turned into, he turned into a giant sandstorm. Um, I love how I love how Odin Fair and Jonathan are strapped to the wings of the plane. Yes, because you know that two seater biplane is going to accommodate two more people <laughs> on the wings and still be aerodynamic enough to fly anywhere. Yeah, real uh, nitpicky. I did read that the plane they're flying wasn't uh, invented till 1930 <laughs> after this technically took place. Uh. Um, so the mummy turns himself into a giant, like, wall of sand, and his face comes out of the sand and is, like, chasing him, and Brendan Fraser, for some reason, shoots that machine gun at the sand. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, it kind of looks cool, but it seems sort of pointless. At that point, um, Avery walked into the room, and she's like, why is she just shooting a machine gun into the sand? <laughs> I was like, I don't know. So, like, the plane crashed, but they all survive, except for the World War One pilot, and he dies. But he wanted to die, so we're supposed to be happy about it. Um, (laughs) this also I love too because the mummy they find out that um, they survived and they're in there because they hear gunshots so Emotep at this part I don't really get he takes like smoke and he like blows it onto the drawings of the wall and then all the skeleton like mummies come out of the wall who are like his priest I guess like from back in the day but I'm like I, I didn't quite understand how that worked. Like, it's fine, whatever. It doesn't have to make sense, but he kind of just, like, Mr. Fuji-style blows some smoke on the wall <laughs> and then they crawl out of it. So I, I didn't I didn't quite get that part. He's the master of the dead. Yeah, all right, fair enough. So they're, the, the good guys are our buddies. They're trying to find the Book of Bomb and Ra because that's supposedly the only thing that can kill the mummies. Um, there's a lot of mummies that show up at this point, but these ones you can just like shoot with a shotgun and it kind of like takes them out. So they're good like that. Um, and then like some more mummies show up and then like, they're like the, I think the, the Pharaoh's guards. Yeah. Who, got, oh, cause yeah, they read from the other book. 
Yeah, because they get the book of the Amun-Ra and Jonathan reads from it and it brings out the, the mummies of the Pharaoh's guard and then eventually he can control them by reading inscriptions on it and he has them killed. They, they kill the mummy's girlfriend again, which is a real bummer for the mummy because she gets killed like basically the same way as she does at the beginning of the movie. Um, Brendan Fraser and the mummy have a fight there. Uh, um, so they use the book. This is, I really do like this. They use the book. They read, she reads a passage from it, and it's this really cool thing where it's like a spirit chariot with the pharaoh on it comes yep. and like grabs the mummy's soul and like drives off with it. And I love that he like chases after his spirit, like his soul, <laughs> to try and get it back, but he can't. Um, and he doesn't realize now, but he's mortal. So he goes to get Brendan Fraser, and he just gets stabbed. Which I, the sword that he's using, that's the sword that Emotep is using when he kills the Pharaoh at the beginning of the movie, just for fun. Oh. So, yeah, so Brendan Fraser. Pretty good sword skills. Yeah, right? In this like, movie. You'd, yeah, you'd be surprised because you're like, well, I know he's good with guns, but apparently he's really good I mean, with there was one too. part, one mummy he killed that was definitely would have been great in 3D. Like, he hits the mummy's head, knocks it off, and the mummy juggling the head. Oh, yeah. And then he swings and hits it, it goes right towards camera. Yeah, I thought that too. Um, so he stabs the mummy. The mummy dies. Um, Benny, this whole time, has been trying to steal treasure because they found a giant room with all the treasure. But he ends up getting trapped in the pyramid. The scarabs get him, the beetles. Um, we thought the Deuce Bigelow dude was dead, but he's not. He's still alive, which originally, I guess he was supposed to die in the movie. But yeah. um, but uh, Summers thought he was kind of too cool and he deserved to live. So he, he made it to the end. to die. <laughs> he was supposed no. to be all covered in tattoos. In tattoos, yeah. But they said that guy was too pretty to cover completely in tattoos, so that's why. He Did only you had guys notice um, when the plane crashed how that guy got a gun? Didn't what he just pull it? Didn't he, he just ripped pull off that? the gun off the plane? Yeah, <laughs> and started using it as like a machine gun strapped over his shoulder. Yeah, I kind of like, like that. But that's a Rambo move right there. <laughs> um. So, yeah, so Ben, Ben, I keep wanting to call him Benji. <laughs> it's not Mission Impossible. Benny gets trapped in the pyramid. The scarabs get him. Uh, Deuce Bigelow dude's still alive. And then they're going to leave on the camels. But it turns out that they're riding the camels that uh, Benny had packed all the gold and stuff on. So, uh, and that's the end. We've yep. made it to the end of the movie. So, uh, so Benny yeah. really fucked it all up at the end, right? He got greedy uh, and, like... Yeah, because the whole he, city collapsed. Yeah, because he leaned on that lever, and that's what kind of set off the thing where it was like a um, like a chain reaction where the whole like yeah the whole city collapsed. So yeah, it was his fault. Yeah, but but still, you know what? The group of heroes that we're supposed to watch are still the bad guys. So let's let's make sure we're we're distinctly drawing the line here. Well, yeah, Rick and Evie are the bad the guys. They killed the protectors of Hamanatra. They set the mummy free. Yep. So yeah, they I mean they are the bad guys. You're yeah. right about that. But Brendan Fraser's charming in this movie, so Yeah. Anyway. Well, you know what? <laughs> so are cult leaders. <laughs> so what do you what do you have for uh role reversal? Yeah, so role reversals. There are a lot. Um <laughs> because like we said before, this movie went through a bunch of different kind of scripts, a bunch of different ideas. Um at one point, Bruce Campbell and Kurt Russell were Tied to this film, I, I saw the I, I saw the Bruce Campbell thing, and I kind of like that. I think he would have been good as Rick in this movie. I agree. Although, granted, it would probably be a different movie. Um, but previously, like when it was a more kind of serious 
drama-ish. Uh, they were looking at Tom Cruise, uh, Brad Pitt, Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, Chris O'Donnell, Matthew McConaughey. Um, <laughs> All right. This movie, <laughs> this movie initially had Stallone attached to it. <laughs> and this, so this film, like this script and everything, Leonardo DiCaprio was cast as Rick, but they wouldn't let him uh, out of his, or they wouldn't push back the filming of the beach. Uh, and so he couldn't do this film, but he was going to be Rick in this film. Yeah, that was wild. I read that and I was like, it said that he loved the script and he was going to do it, but they wouldn't, they wouldn't push back shooting on the beach for him to do this. But then it said that like the beach ended up getting delayed anyways from filming. Yeah. So he could have, he could have ended up doing it, but that's crazy to me. I, I, that's something I did not know. Yep. Uh, and, and that's really all I could find. Um, I, I there was a brief mention of somebody else for Evie, but essentially, uh, Rachel Vice was the only person they actually offered the role to. Um, and then I didn't really find anything else uh, other than all those different directors I mentioned. Okay. Interesting. Um, I think we kind of covered everything that I had, uh, you know, down in my notes, uh, Jody or LBJ, is there anything that we didn't mention that you still had that you wanted to talk about before we get to our, our, our rankings here? Ratings? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, this movie. Yeah, I mean, we've kind of we kind of covered it. This is very much, you know. All right. Well, why don't why don't why don't we rate it then? Well, I'm working on it. I forgot to pull up the sound again, so I'm oh, looking for it. Just, I'm stalling. I'm stalling, stalling for time. Oh no, I found it, but too early. Hold on. Okay, I'm sorry. Technical difficulties. I got it handled. Are we ready? Here comes the yeah. machine gun noise. It's going now. Okay. There we go. I fixed it. The machine gun noise went off for seven seconds. We're good. It's time to rate this. Jody, do you want to go first or do you want to have one of us go first? I'll go first. Okay. I like this movie. Like I said, I thought I owned this movie. I didn't. But I do really enjoy it. I remember... In college, um, my Diablo 2 character was named Emotep. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Not Rick. Emotep. Emotep. Which, by the yeah. way, I saw that Emotep I was... the was, villain of the villains. I, I actually... The one other thing I did mention, I did see in my research, that they said that Emotep was actually the name of an architect who was, like, behind the like the original pyramids in Egypt, like, that who designed them. That's who Emotep was. Yep. Anyways. It's a sweet name. Um, so like I said, I like this movie. I hadn't seen it in a long time, but I enjoyed it. Um, had a good time watching it. So I'm gonna give it three and a half organ jars. Organ <laughs> jars. Oh, or, what are they? What are they, what, what organ are they filled with? Anything in particular? Um, heart, lungs, and bladder. <laughs> oh, a bladder. That is, yeah. that is a curveball. Curveball at the end there. Did I not expect. I was not expecting bladder. No. Bladder, full bladder or empty bladder? Full, obviously. That's bad. <laughs> there we go, full bladder. Uh, LPJ, you want to go next? Sure. Um, I like this movie, but I like it less now than I did before. <laughs> um, I forgot how long it was. And two hours isn't that bad. No, it's like two and a half, isn't it? No, it was an hour and like probably like fifty minutes without credits. Oh man, yeah, it felt it's, longer. It's, it's, its runtime is listed as two hours and five minutes, but yeah, Jody's Jody's right with credits; it's less. Okay, 
All right. Well, it felt longer to me. Um, <laughs> I, I didn't, I certainly did enjoy this movie. I mean, it's, it's definitely worth a watch. Um, but I didn't like it as much as I think I did the first couple times I saw it. Uh, I'm going to give it, I'll give it the benefit of the doubt and I'll say three machine guns. Okay. Uh, and I'll go less. I mean, honestly, I, I, I love, I love this movie. Uh, I don't know why, like I, 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 to me, like it's one that I could, I, I, every couple months I like to watch this movie. I've seen it a ton of times. It has a real, like, we discussed this a little bit and I know that's what they were going for, but I really like like the kind of like Indiana Jones vibe it has to it, you know? And I think it does a good mix of like, like the action's good in it. But I think, I think some of the humor stuff I think really hits, I think it's good. Uh, and I think it's just fun. Like, I think it's, it, it is dumb, but I think it's like, you know, um, it's supposed to be, it's kind of like a dumb monster movie, but I, I really enjoy it and I can watch it endlessly. So I'm going to give it uh four machine guns. All right. Four machine guns. This is a little pricey for me. <laughs> well, it's better than a jar full of bladders. I don't know. I'm not sure they're full. So, you know, full bladders are better than empty bladders. It's higher than a negative one. That's true. That's true. It wasn't like spawn level. Um, yeah. So, so thank you to everybody for listening. We appreciate you uh, tuning in. Uh, we are of course, the last action podcast. You can catch us on gamezillamedia.com every Monday. Uh, we've also got uh, plenty of other shows for you. Uh, the Gamezilla podcast on Tuesdays. We've got uh, my other favorite show, Noobs and Dragons, on Wednesdays, which obviously I am on with Sphinx. and uh, Well, not currently Sphinx, but I'm on it. A couple other people are on it, like Craig and Matrick. Uh, we got uh, Legend of Retro, which is uh, Joe's favorite show. He actually likes that one better than this one, which is weird to say. Um, yeah, but, but seriously, though, enough chops, right? Enough chops. Um, and, uh, we, noise lanes, arcade is on there. We, we got all kinds of stuff for you to listen to. Uh, lots of bloggers. We stream every day. We're all over the place. Check us out. Gamesillimeter.com. And please check us out on Patreon. Mr. Hovercraft, Joe, what can the, what can the patrons get on Patreon? Well, we have two tiers that you can, uh, you can look at on Patreon. There's the $1, which gets you access to, I, a few extra things, but also our uh, our monthly uh, State of the Zilla episode, which is kind of just sound like a crazy, you never know what kind of topic. Uh, me, you, and Chops did one one time where we just talked about comic books for like an hour. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. It just, went on for a while. It was yeah, great. <laughs> I sat there for it. Oh, that's right. You were there for it. Um but if it, it, but if you uh, if you go to the five dollar tier, uh, you get a lot more content. Uh, all the shows on the network have a special Patreon show that they do uh, for the five dollar tier. Us, we do the uh, post credit scene, uh, which is where we kind of dive into uh, a more general or specific topic as opposed to like a, just a movie. You know, we've done one on like summer blockbusters or just superhero movies in general. It's just kind of fun stuff. And uh, another one that Jody was on was the one where I took you to action court on the Thomas Jane Punisher and lost. That's right. Thank you, say, Judge don't Jody. Don't brag about that one because you lost, Hovercraft Joe. Well, I'll be there with Mark Minting. Uh, when we do uh, action court part two, I'm going to bring, I'm going to get like a, a group of people to defend the movie for me. I'm bringing Dave in because I know he likes that movie too. But the problem is we got to find a movie that you and I disagree on enough to take us to action court. No, it's going to be the Thomas Jane Punisher again. Oh, it's going to be that again? No, hold Re- on. Re- the, no, no trial. No, no I'm double jet. No. 
I'm taking you to um, not Your appeals court. Yeah, no, I'm taking you to uh, this is the civil trial. That was the criminal trial. Now I'm taking you to a, a civil trial for it. So no, we'll see. there's no double jeopardy in this. It's garbage. Judge. I yes, don't know. I think I think Bowser paid you off. <laughs> but anyways, uh, before we get out of here, Jody, is there anything you want to plug at all? No, not really. I don't think I have anything good to plug this time. All right. Well, it's good. It's always good to have you on. Uh, I know you're happy to be on and get closer to that. You and Chops and uh, and uh, Craig are battling for that most times on the podcast. Uh, I think Chops has recently jumped ahead because he's been on quite a few times recently. But that's bullshit. Enough. <laughs> Enough, Chops.